I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome back to Canto Byte Dispatch. Today, I'm Brittany, and joining me today, as always, is my friend, Emily Lind. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How are you? I am good. How are you doing? I'm doing good on this episode 20. We made it. Oh, yeah, motherfuckers. Episode 20. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> like in, my, in my head, it's either... We've been doing this for two weeks, or we've been doing it for five years. <laughs> two weeks or five years. That's a good estimation. God, it still feels like yesterday when we just recorded like episode three or four. Like, because I start, we started this podcast like right before like my um, semester in San Diego State. So, and now it's like over. So it just went by so fast. I still can't believe it. Yeah, it's it's definitely flown. Well, yeah. Well, thank you, everyone. That's, you know, been listening and supporting us through these 20 weeks. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm, I'm still really flattered that people seem to like listening to us. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for liking us. And hell yeah. But Emily... How was your week? Um, let's see. I got my uh, porcelain pattern stormtrooper from Hot Toys. Hell yeah. And I love it. It's really fucking awesome looking. And then I'm staring at it right now because it's on my desk right next to all my other Star Wars shit where I record the podcast from. Other than that, it's just been counting down the days. Oh, my God. It still hasn't hit me yet. I don't know when it's going to hit me. Probably, like, the night before, but still. I. It's like when you're a kid and, like, you're waiting for it to be Christmas, and then you're like, I'm going to get a bunch of presents in a couple days. Like, that's me, except my present, just a whole big two-hour, 30-minute movie. Now, you're, like, at the end of your semester at school, so has how's that been going? Uh, I mean, okay, like, I think because I've been focusing so much on, like, finals, I think that's why it, like, hasn't hit me yet, but I'm, like, almost done. Like, I just took two finals today. I'm, I take some online classes, so I wrote an essay, did a exam, and then I have one tomorrow that I'm taking, and then one 
next Monday, which is really weird, but oh well. <laughs> Gutsy, we are recording this on Sunday. So as of right now, there are four more sleeps until Star Wars. <laughs> but we're going to try to put this up on Wednesday, which means it'll just be one more sleep until Star Wars. <laughs> one more sleep until Star Wars. I don't even think I'll be able to sleep that night. I stupidly requested off Thursday because I work graveyard shift that day. And I was thinking like, I think oh, a couple days ago, I'm like, why did I request off this day when I easily could just go home after this shift, sleep a little bit and then go see the movie? Like, I'm like, why did I have to request off the whole day? Because I know I'm probably not going to sleep because I'm going to be nervous, excited, a bunch of emotions or, you know, best, best case scenario is that it's not going to hit me yet. Yeah, I'm glad almost that I have work because I think it'll help distract me and i think i need that i need to be distracted what do you even like do during that oh yeah you actually like work <laughs> to distract yourself yeah i <laughs> i i have a job and i work at that job that i have to do that sounds like a great job you have i wish i had one of those <laughs> jobs with work in them yeah all i do is just answer phone calls and tell people where to go and watch movies oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that's what i did yesterday because there was a power outage at my work because there have been all these high winds and earthquakes there have been like side tangent here there have been like eight earthquakes in the past week in San Diego, and I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I'm angry. Like, it all started, <laughs> I'm angry. angry. Like, it all started, like, Wednesday night, I was, you know, eating my dinner with my family, having a good time, and all of a sudden, it's, <laughs> like, it's just, everything just shakes, and then it just stops, and and then 2 o'clock in the morning, no, it was 7 that night, we got another one. Then 2.30 that next morning. And then the next day, we had one. And it, it, just, it just kept going on and on. And it's like, wh why? And then all these fires in Southern California. My thoughts are with everyone. It's like Southern California is just so messed up right now. It's it's scary. Yeah, the, the photos in the video from those, I mean, the fires are insane. I know. It's... It's so sad. Like, I was in a situation before where I almost lost my house to a fire. Oh, man. And having to figure out that, okay, you have to evacuate. You know, the cops, like, knocking at the door telling you that you legally, like, you have to go. You have to leave your house. Like, it's scary. God, just thinking about, like, are you going to lose your house or not? You're going to have to, like, rebuild everything. Like, that's just, like, the, one of the scariest feelings ever. And, like, whoever's, like, going through that or if you ever go through that in life, like, it's awful and you know my thoughts are with you like it's such a fucking scary thing but yeah fuck you fires but <laughs> anyways back to happy star wars land where we're not spoiling anything because people who spoil shit are going to hell like the bad burn. parts of hell. not the fun parts of hell where all the drugs and alcohol are but like the really <laughs> bad parts of hell which Star Wars characters do you think are in hell? Oh, pretty much all of them. Even Mendo? I, I mean, okay, first of all, 
Mendo's definitely in hell, but he's like, he's got like a principality in hell that he's in charge of. So he's doing fine in hell. What if he's like in charge of that part of hell until Tarkin comes? <laughs> <laughs> no, he wouldn't let Tarkin get him again. He's learned from his mistakes. Alive Mendo learned from his mistakes. <laughs> Yeah, he's just, he's, you know, he's got his, he's, he annexed a little part of hell. And he's, he's doing pretty well down there. <laughs> trying to think what other characters. Maul is definitely in hell. A special place. Palpatine. Dooku. Probably Obi-Wan. I mean, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's not in hell. He was a force ghost. Okay, but I I don't necessarily think that means you're not in hell. <laughs> like maybe if you're sort of like on like the cusp of going to hell, like you get you get some leave, so occasionally he can you know get out of hell, like on parole and go be a forest ghost. It's like work release. He can go give advice to people, but then he has to go back to hell. Because he's, I mean, okay, look, I love Obi-Wan. I really do. But also, he's kind of a lying piece of shit. And, I, I mean, yeah. So he he would be in hell. Um, I mean, everybody, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, even though he's a lying piece of shit, the saga would be totally different if he told the truth versus his, like, version of the truth. You know? Yeah, but I don't I don't necessarily think it would be I mean, going from like an in-universe standpoint, I think it probably would have been better for Luke to be prepared and like know who his dad was and not find out and get his hand cut off. Yeah, I always think what would have happened if like Vader and Luke fought and like they knew that both of them knew like the parentage. And how different that fight would have been versus not. I don't know if Vader would have been more like, I don't know. I Part of me thinks that Vader didn't put 100% into that fight on Cloud City. I feel like he was like, it was like 75-50 because he knew that he wanted to reveal the parentage. Well, I also think he didn't have to put 100% into that fight because he was, was better. That's true. And I think, at the, yeah, no, but I think at that point he was pretty much thinking that he could still get Luke on his side. Man, very arrogant Vader thinking that Luke would really want, like, do you think that he actually did think that Luke would have been like, yeah, you know, since this guy's my dad, hell yeah, I'll join him. I mean, like, maybe not immediately, but I think he thought he could plant the seeds for it but also i mean as far as distractions as far as distractions go hey i'm your dad is a pretty good one that's a pretty good distraction and one of the things because i was watching empire strikes back yesterday at work like a thing that i find like so bold of luke is that he would have because he chose to either go with vader or possibly die he chose to possibly die. And that's a ballsy move. Like, I just think that's, like, like really deep. I mean, it's definitely a bold choice. Yeah. 
But I think, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's part of the reason I, I don't like the idea or, or the theory that, you know, Luke has gone to the dark side in the intervening years. Ah, oh, but we'll find out what happens very soon. Oh my God, it's so soon. Okay, so <laughs> what, like, okay, we're not going to be any spoilers at all in our podcast because we are both on pretty serious lockdown at this point. Yeah, like, I've deleted the Twitter app. Like, I'm, like, only, like, 25% on Twitter. And I don't, just, I don't want any spoilers. Like, you know, I've seen some things in trailers that I don't want to see. And I've seen people get, like, upset and, you know, like, little arguments happen. And, you know, and it's like, I I just want everyone to get along. We're having Star Wars soon. I think we're kind of getting in that, oh, my God, Star Wars is soon. Like, ah, you know. And I know that there are people online who are spoiling stuff. Like, Emily, you just you just heard today that people are putting, like, spoilery names and Battlefront names. Yeah, which is pretty fucking low. I just, I, I don't get it. And then, the, yeah, the premiere was last night, too, guys. So I think that's why. But, you know, I don't want to hear any reviews. I don't want anyone to talk about it. I just want kind of... I don't know, just like theorize. Hey, like, what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. This is going to happen. But did you see the trailer? No, we, we, we don't need to talk about the trailer. No, 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 no. None of the trailers. Because I don't know. They've been posting some really uh, interesting stuff in the trailers. That's that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I, I've gone way too far with the trailers, which is why I've stopped watching everything. I did see one thing I didn't want to see, but beyond that, I've been pretty good. I've I'm still on Twitter, but I've I've muted pretty much every Star Wars word I can think of, and I also just went through and muted some people. And I like I muted like the main Star Wars account, and and just like a couple people who I know who are who are tweeting. Like I I muted like Bresnikin and some other stuff. People who I know, like I know I know Bresnikin isn't going to tweet spoilers, but I don't I don't want to know anything. Like, I don't even want to know if people like it or not. Yeah, that's me. Like, I don't even, like, I see all the people who went to the premiere last night, and it's like, I don't even want to know what they thought. I don't even want to see their reactions when they leave the theater. Like, I, all I want to know is that they went to the movie. That's it. Like, just, they went to this. They dressed up. They went to this. They went home. That's all I need to know. As long as they got home fine, like, it's all good. Like, everyone got home. Because, you know, we're like, when you used to live with your parents, and then they'd be like, all right, come on, or let me know when you're on your way home. And then you'd let them know. And then you get home, and they're like, okay, cool. Like, my kid is home. Awesome. Like, that. that's how I feel about. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would come home, like, late, like, after being out of friends. And my dad would just be up, like, sitting in the living room, reading a book or watching, or so, I mean, watching TV with the sound off, like, half asleep. And he never, he was never, like, mad, because I never, like, really had a curfew, because I never had to, because I didn't, you know, I didn't abuse it. And so my parents were just like, okay, if she gets home late, sometimes it's fine. And so my dad, he'd never be mad, and he'd never really, he'd never say anything, but he'd just be like, okay. I'm glad you had fun. And then he'd wander off to bed. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> oh, man. My parents would do that, too. I know in high school, my senior year, like, I I was really bad. Like, my curfew was, like, 
10 or 11 and I would get home late all the time. My mom would be like, I want to get cameras so I know what time you actually get home. <laughs> like, I think this is, I was like, I was dating a boy. So, of course, like, oh, my time was with this boy. So, like, you know, then I grew up kind of. And then I realized that I should just be honest with my parents. And then, like, I, you know, I got older, turned 18, 20, et cetera, et cetera. And they're like, ah, you're fine. And then, except those nights when it's like three or four in the morning and they're like, Brittany, where are you? But my mom, she like wakes up four o'clock in the morning, like every morning. Oh, man. She's crazy. She has this like ritual kind of like she wakes up. She has some toast with peanut butter on it. And then she goes on the treadmill, walks like two to three miles, then gets ready, goes to work and then comes home. And I'm like, how? How do you do that? Like, I can barely get up and make myself eat breakfast every morning. Like, man, Sunday, like. Friday, I got out of bed 10 minutes before I was supposed to be on the train. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I've been doing that, like, way too much lately. Like, I always, it, you know, it's easier for you because, like, I have to shower and everything because my hair is so long that... You know, and it gets greasy, too. So, like, I always have to shower, like, every day or else, like, my hair is just, like, terrible. Like, I have to – it takes me, like, an hour to get ready. I have to shower, you know, blow dry my hair, put in a ponytail. And then I've stopped doing makeup completely. One, because hormonal acne, fuck you. And second off, <laughs> just because I'm like, I I don't need to wear this. I, I don't need to spend more money on things that I, I don't need. But – yeah, man, I, I hate it. And it's like, why can't I just get out of bed, put on something, and leave the house? Like, I just wish it was that simple. That's why I fucking shaved my head. <laughs> was that just like a decision? Like, you were just like, I'm going to shave my head. I mean, okay, first of all, I said uh, that that's going to make people think I'm bald. It's really, it's like, ha- it's 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 more like, it's between like half an inch and three quarters of an inch. But no, I like Friday randomly. I'm sitting at work and I'm just like, my hair is in my face. It's annoying. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll cut it. And I don't know, like Friday night, like I don't know when it was like nine or so. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to cut this all off because I don't like it anymore. Aww. So I just got my little clippery guys. <laughs> I'm going to cut it off. And I was looking at the sink full of hair and I'm like, oh, my hair was a little bit longer than I thought it was. It wasn't like long, but it was, you know, it was around. It was like past my chin. So that's a lot of hair to take off at once. I think I was at dinner with Rusty and he's like, Brittany, Emily shaved her head. And I was like, what? I I looked at the picture with all the hair and I'm like, oh man. I'm like, I know you're okay. But I was like, damn, she she must have been done with her hair. Then I saw the picture and I'm like, hey, it looks good. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I get bored. And I mean, it's hair. It'll grow back. That's good. I I love how, like, that's just the thing that, you know, you do when you get bored is, like, you just, like, cut your hair. Like, I I wish I had, like, a little thing like that where it's, like, I'm bored. Like, I'm going to do this. Like, when I get anxious, like, I clean my room. You know my room is, like, spotless when I'm, like, really anxious or, like, there's something important happening in the house and I'm like, I need my room to be clean. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm messy. Like I'm not like dirty, but my room is messy. Like it's cluttered. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, 
I'm not dirty either. You know, it's just, it's like, oh, like laundry in the hamper. Like you pick something out to wear, and then you change your mind, and then you accidentally leave it on the, the bed or the the counter or somewhere. I just sort of like, I, I mean, first of all, I have too many fucking action figures and shit. And then I just have books everywhere. And there's like five cups of water in my room. Because <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I have I have a glass of water on every surface of my room, basically. All right, let's see. I have a couple cans of Diet Dr Pepper. I have my diploma. I have my let's see what else poster clothes on the bed that I should be putting away. Um, Christmas presents. Um, oh, the little box that you got me for the Secret Santa gift. Yay! That was so cute. We had we had like a little Secret Santa with our friends. And for some reason, like, I just knew it was Emily. Like, from the moment when, <laughs> like, the moment when she, like, because we're, you know, we're kind of in, like, a group and a text. Like, she's like, oh, I'm sending my gift soon. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it was, like, the way that you worded it. But I'm like, hmm. And then I got something in the mail the other day. I, I forget. was it, I think it was yesterday. And I looked at it. And I saw Brittany Brown from Emily Lynn. And I'm like, oh, my God. She got me candy. She got me a little Pocahontas pop. Some Steel War stickers that are really cool. <laughs> yeah, I spent a lot of money on those. <laughs> no, I was so happy when I saw the first one because I was talking about the podcast. And I'm like, I want the first one. But the best thing was a pin with a porg holding Dole Whip. That was and there was like a little like may the force be with you with little porgs but those pins that's me a porg and dole whip like yeah you know it's so funny i just i just went on etsy and i typed in porgs and it was like one of the very first results and as soon as i saw it disney porg i'm like i gotta get this (laughs) this is perfect Oh man, but no, nah, thank you so much. I've already devoured all the candy worms. I have my Sour Patch Kids on the table right now because I was playing Battlefront earlier and eating them. So, but yeah, but thank you. My, my Santa. Emily's the best oh. Santa ever, guys. Yay, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> oh, I can't believe Christmas is coming soon, too. Like, it kind of just flies. I can't even, yeah, like... It's in two weeks. What are you asking for for Christmas this year? Um, I my mom wanted ideas, so I asked her to give me a p- new pair of uh, headphones because I just have a cheapo Amazon one, and they sort of hurt my ears. So I need something for when I'm podcasting. Yeah i I got my. My laptop, uh, my MacBook, like, a couple months ago, and they came with, like, a free pair of Beats, like, the $300 pair. And, like, they hurt my ears for some reason. Like, I don't know if, like, my ears are just, like, sized incorrectly or something, but, like, (laughs) I don't know. Yes, your ears are sized in a defective manner. (laughs) Yeah, like, I have really small ears. And I I don't know. Like, every time, like, if it's – if I have these on for, like, more than, like, 54 minutes – like, I, 
That's very specific. I don't know. Just like sometimes when I'm recording, I always see that it's like at 54 minutes. And I'm always having to like readjust the little ear things, like kind of have them like a little bit off my head a little bit. Because every now and then like I switch headphones. But yeah, like I got gaming headphones and those ones are really comfortable. Better than that, like that'll probably be things like Star Wars socks or shit with elephants on it. That's what I get a lot of. I say that dismissively. I actually am happy with both Star Wars socks or shit with elephants on it. But <laughs> Emily loves elephants. Yes. If you follow me on Twitter, you know that because my Twitter avatar is an elephant and I post lots of elephant pictures. <laughs> At people. No, I'm I- kidding. <laughs> Sometimes at people, because Blake is a jerk and doesn't like elephants. So I post them aggressively sometimes. Yeah, Blake Porkato does not like elephants. He's not Blake Porkato anymore. He's something else. I don't know, though. Like, that just sticks for some reason. Like, whenever I try to type potato, it always types Porkato in my phone. Right now, he's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's amazing right now he's precious snowblake <laughs> which is pretty great Damn it. he's i love when people are really creative with like their names in the holidays like i'm just i have the most boring name ever it's just Brittany brown like it's- okay but here's the thing sometimes people have names that are not like where i can't tell who they are <laughs> Like, if, like, there are people who change their name, like, every week, and I'm just like, stop it. I don't want to have to, like, cl- especially if it's just, like, when I'm seeing them retweet people, so then I don't see their avatar. So, I'm like, who is this? <laughs> My favorite is Colleen's, and I think hers is on Twitter still. Has anyone seen Justice League yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Shout out to Colleen. I love you. Right now, my Twitter timeline is pretty much dead because I've muted everybody and everything. It's like it's like maybe a quarter of the busyness that I normally have on Twitter. Yeah, like the last thing I posted was I saw a picture of Steele's cat, and I'm like, Jerry, with the with the shirts, and I was like, Do I get a cat with the shirts? Because <laughs> I just got new Steel Wars shirts. Oh shit! No way. Which ones? Well, because Steel is awesome, he sent me the black Porg, 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 and Porg shirt. Because originally I had ordered it, and he had he um, he he had run out of black ones, and so he sent me. He both gave me a refund and sent me a yellow one, and now sent me a black one because Steel is awesome. And he also, and it was also the um, there was a uh, Patreon tier where you got a T-shirt, and so I got that. And then a bunch of new stickers. Oh, so many! St- I have so many Steel Wars stickers right now. <laughs> I could, I could like wallpaper my room with them. <laughs> and they're amazing. And I think I'm going to stick a bunch in my bag for when I go to the movie. Because that way, if anybody like, I'm, I think I'm going to wear my Porg and Porg and Porg and Porg shirt. Oh. And that way, like, if anybody comments on it, I can give them stickers. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm still waiting for my still stuff to come in because I also am a Patreon for Steel, and I definitely recommend it because he posts so much like good content. Like I'm not even just saying that; like he really does. It's like every week is something new, like questions and answers, making Steel Wars, you name it, he does it. Or those little blog pods, like 
he just does so much because like this is his passion and it's just so nice it's wonderful and his shirts are really funny too yeah his shirts are great i got steel shirts <laughs> i can't wait till we start doing merch <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, we should man. at some point maybe by episode 25 we'll have something something i don't even know we haven't even started planning yet <laughs> no nah. we said i was gonna do fan fiction now i'm like oh man that's in five weeks i better get my fucking ass in gear i don't know emily's you're a good writer you can like pull something out of your ass like and it'll be perfect <laughs> that's true that last one i wrote in about three hours but also i think that sort of deleted a lot of my store of writing ability in that i don't i don't really know what else to do like i could i guess i can write a different filthy stupid thing but now i used up all my good euphemisms i love how like an erotic fan fiction like kind of brought us together (laughs) though that's true though because i the first time i really i talked to you is because you called in when i was on the colin show yeah and i was on the colin show because of the fan fiction that was my second time ever calling in and that was, like, when I was, like, kind of starting to, like, you know, get to know everyone in the community a little bit. And then I was, like, oh, man, Emily's calling in tonight. And I was, like, so nervous. And I was, like, what do I say to her? That's so funny. <laughs> and then I remember, because I don't remember you were talking about the casino and you mentioned you had worked there when you were 16. And I'm, like, is that? Can you do that? <laughs> That's exactly what Amanda said, too, on Rebel Girl. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. We were just on Rebel Girl. And you should listen to that. That was such a good time. Be- we had so much fun talking to Amanda. Amanda's awesome, and she does a great podcast. And you should listen to it. Yes. I have been a rebel squirrel for a long time now, and I always go back and listen to old episodes just because, you know, I do that with podcasts a lot. I like, go back and listen to, like, their older episodes. Like, if I'm bored or it's like, you know, I feel like doing something because I just, like, love, like, you get to know the person, you know? And I don't know. Like, Amanda's just such a nice person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great. So we were on episode 83. And I encourage people to listen to it because we're talking about our hopes and expectations for The Last Jedi. Which, holy God, I know I've said this so many times, but I can't. Look, all right. Honestly, right now I'm at the point where it's not, it's not really excitement. I'm just sort of, I'm nervous. Like, I'm really, I'm really scared because it's very important that I like this movie. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I just have this feeling that I know I'm going to like it and I'm not as worried because with Rogue One, I was petrified because I read all the reviews, I, or the non-spoiler reviews, I saw the Rotten Tomatoes score and it was below 90 and I was freaking out. I remember I was texting my friend the night before being like, oh my God, I'm afraid for this movie. And she's like, Brittany, it's two in the morning, go to bed. And I mean, like, I like the movie, like it's Star Wars, but I don't, fuck, I don't know. Like maybe when I'm done with my final tomorrow, it's going to be like, it's going to hit me. It's going to be like, there's a Star Wars. We need to go see it. But it's funny because like everyone keeps reminding me. They're like, Brittany, <laughs> it's it's coming up. Like my coworkers are like, oh, like what are you requesting this day off for? And I'm like, good question. That's the day the Star Wars comes out. And they're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hmm, but oh man oh my gosh um 
Well, we already talked about in Rebel Girl, like, kind of what we're excited about, what, you know, we want to see. I don't know. It's so, I can't, I just, I want it to be good. The problem is it can't just be good. It has to be, like, really fucking good. Like, my expectations for this movie are really, really high, and that scares me. I want this movie to be so good that I want to go back and watch it again. Like, just, like, get in the line, buy my tickets, and, like, go watch it again. (laughs) Which I want to do because my work schedule got screwed over, and I work graveyard Saturday and Sunday night. So, oh no. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's fine. I mean, like, more hours for me. Hell yeah. But and then, yeah, then my sister's coming into town and I'm forcing her to see it with us a couple times. So, that should be fun making the family go out and see Star Wars. That's always a fun thing to do, even when, like, they're like, what is a Star War? No, they, they, they know. They just, they ask more questions. Like, my mom's like, oh, like, what happened to Ray or who's Ray's parents? And she's like, I think Ray is a solo. And I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, I love hearing like parents' theories on like Star Wars. Oh, I can't. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I guess like my mom doesn't. I mean, she watches them and enjoys them. But after after Force Awakens, she's like, "Okay, Han's Han's dead. I'm done watching these movies now." And I'm like, "Mom, <laughs> no." <laughs> but then I reminded her that this was Carrie's last movie, so she's gonna go see this one. Shit. I remember The Force Awakens. It was just my dad and brother and I who saw it because my sister had just got like her jaw surgery she had to get like her jaw wired shut because she had really bad tmj and i remember like getting home that night and my mom being like oh how was the movie and i'm like oh yeah it was really good she's like did anyone die and i just like kind of looked at her she's like oh my god did han die and i was like no 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 and i'm like no you you just have to watch the movie and then like she watched like three days later and she's like oh yeah han did die and i'm like yeah he, he did but oh man, and we're 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 gonna see Canto Bite. We've just started reading the book too. I just finished the book last night. Actually, I finished it this morning because I fell asleep reading it last night <laughs> with your martini. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I was fairly blitzed, but I did have to go back a couple pages in the book, being like, I don't remember the last thing I read. Emily's so classy drinking a martini while reading Canto Bite. Like I just I I love the idea of that. Like <laughs> I don't know if it's that classy. <laughs> By myself in my apartment in my pajamas drinking a dirty vodka martini and reading a Star Wars book. <laughs> I don't quite know if classy is the word. Sad maybe. I imagine just Emily sitting on the sofa with her martini, like the fireplace going, you know, she has some like little snacks. But (laughs) I really, I really, really liked the book pretty much all the way through. It's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. People should get it. Yeah, it's good. I just finished the first story. Okay. Yeah, I won't get into spoilers, but yeah, there's, there's four stories by four different authors and it's all sort of to like, they're, 
you realize by the end of the book that it all they're all sort of it's all sort of taking place like a, a, at once. I mean, the stories don't really interact with each other that much, but there'll be little mentions, like a character that appears in like a really like brief scene in one story will then be a major character in a later story. Stuff like that. Shit. I'll probably have to go back and read some just to notice that. Well, there, there's like there, there's stuff I, I sort of figured that was that that's what they were going to do, because in the first story, which is the Saladin Ahmed story, there's this little bit where these two characters go to this bar that ends up being closed. And one of the characters is like, oh, it's really weird that they'd be closed right now. And it doesn't come up again. And I'm like, okay, that must that must be mentioned somewhere else because it's such an <laughs> odd detail to put in a story. And then the next story, you actually figure out why that bar was closed because it's a story that that sort of describes all that. And it's really cool. But it's cool. There's a lot of interesting stuff like the, that I'm, I'm really excited about Canto Bite that I hope we get at least... I mean, I know it's not going to be hugely explored, but there's some stuff in there I'd really I'd like to see in the movie in terms of sort of the class disparity in Canto Bite. Hmm. Because one of the things you learn in the book is um, a lot of the people who work there, especially who like work in the casino and the hotels, are actually indentured servants, <laughs> which is like a pretty like huge fucking deal. <laughs> And 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 like I think a, a fascinating detail that you could do something at least have a cool little side plot with. So I hope that at least gets a mention because if like most of your workforce is, I mean, effectively slavery based, that could make for a really cool dichotomy with all the rich people, especially when you have then you know our heroes coming in. Yeah, that's a good point. And I'm excited to get more into the stories, but it's still weird reading a book about the place where you work, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's still, it's like, oh, yeah, casino. Like, I, I have to, like, get that out of my head that I, I yeah. work in a casino. I will, say, I will say the last story is very, very casino-centric. Like, it is a story about gambling. Oh, okay. I think I've heard about someone talking about that one, so. And it's really cool because you sort of get into into depth of, like, some of the rules of, like, Pazak and stuff. And it's 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 kind of neat just because it's actually, I mean, very well developed and thought out and makes logical sense. And, like, obviously, you know, it's obviously an author who has actually sat down with what the rules of this game are and how the betting would work and all of that. But also just like, it sounds like such a cool, like I can't wait to see it because it's going to be so, because the, the way that they describe this, you know, the planet of Cantonica is really crazy. Cause you know, it's mostly like this surprise, surprise in star Wars, a desert planet. <laughs> but then you have this city with this casino that's, you know, completely over the top opulent. There's like a, a fake ocean and trees that were grown on other places, like specifically for the planet. 
and the casino and like i don't know i think it'll be visually just stunning i wonder what my first reaction is going to be like seeing kanto by like on the screen like i hope that my whole family just doesn't be like britney that's a casino planet get it because you work in a casino <laughs> like i don't know i i hate that when people are like oh you'll you know, like those kind it's hard to explain, but it's like, yeah, they're like, hey, yeah. that's a thing. You like things. And it's like, uh-huh. But I don't know. It should be cool. Maybe I'll just be so invested in the movie. Like, I'll just, like, totally forget, like, who I am, what I do, how old I am, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, anyways, Emily. Yeah. You watched The Clone Wars this week. Okay. So... Here's what happened is I watched, um, I gotta go back to, I gotta go to Wikipedia because I don't really remember either of these episodes. Um, the first episode I watched, it was more of the Mandalore Satine thing. And this one is called Duchess of Mandalore. And within the first three minutes, they say the words Death Watch like four times. (laughs) As soon as they said it the first time, because it's actually, it's in, like, the, um, the whatchamacallit, like, the episode opening with the voiceover, which would normally, you know, like, basically the the voiceover that is the equivalent of the scroll. And they said it right there. And it's also, like, one of the very first things that is, is said by any character in the episode. So I decided to count. It said, I think the final count was 13 times in a, you know, 20 some minute episode so i mean basically once every two minutes i mean more than like more than that like once every like minute 45 minute and a half which is really fucking crazy how many like it's it's insane how many times they say death watch in this episode (laughs) i told emily that if that episode she heard Death Watch more than 40 times, I had to recreate a really embarrassing picture of me as a kid where I'm eating ribs. <laughs> and she kept like updating the number, and I'm like, fuck, I really don't want to recreate this. And then it was only like, what was it, like 13 or 15? Yeah, it, was, it was 13, but okay. Yeah, I mean, 40, 40 in a, in a 20 minute. That'd have to be once every 30 seconds. <laughs> you never know with Death Watch. Death Watch. Death Watch. Yeah, but basically you have this episode where um the Republic has decided that they're going to get involved in Mandalore because of the threat of Death Watch and then like Satine gets framed for some shit and there's lots of like I'm honest, honest to God, I don't even really quite remember what she got framed for or how, because I was too busy counting the times I say Death Watch. But there's this whole plot with, like, this doctored video of this, like, other government official there. And the Senate is voting on whether or not, basically, they're going to, like, you know, come in and institute martial law on the planet. But, it, I mean, it was fine, except for all the times they said Death Watch. It was, it got really distracting. But there's some nice, like, Obi-Wan, Satine stuff in it. Oh, that's good. I mean, good Satine. 
John Farvo something something Death Watch Favreau Favreau and then you see you see at one point like when they're showing different stuff in the Senate because you know there's lots of like you see all the different senators and at one point you see Mon Mothma and I got really excited but she is in the next episode a lot and that episode is um it's about Padme and the um the Rodian senator who we met um I think maybe even was like season 1 who was sort of like and basically an uncle to Padme and who had sort of set her up for a betrayal because they were getting she he was getting all this pressure from the separatists who was like going to give the planet food if he set this up but then he turns back to being good at the end anyway he gets fucking murdered in this episode and maybe one of the most annoying characters ever pops up something i can't remember his name uh uh devo inspector devo who is voiced by the guy who voices spongebob and just tonally doesn't fit in with star wars or this episode at all like it's almost like this kind of like campy humor character in this episode where they're investigating a murder which is weird but um Mon Mothma's in this episode a bunch, along with Bail Organa, and that made me happy. That's good. But I agree with that one guy. He's literally the worst character in the Clone Wars. He's worse than Ezra Bridger. He's like a hundred times worse. I would rather marry Ezra Bridger than hear that guy's voice in the Clone (laughs) Wars or just, like, I would to, like, permanently delete him from the canon. It just, like... Oh man, it's such a, it's like he's a character from a different show. He's like a character from like a wacky comedy cartoon, but he's in this episode and doesn't fit. Oh, I guess the other important thing in this episode is that the Senate is voting on whether or not they're going to make more clone armies. And then at the end they vote that they are. And you see like Padme and Mothma and Bale being like, fuck and so it's nice to sort of see the the beginnings of of their disillusionment with everything. Yeah, it's kind of taking a dark turn, and we're seeing that as an audience with everything. And I forgot what that one guy is. Uncle, what was it? Uncle something. Uh, uh <laughs> something. I mean, I guess those were okay episodes. They were fun. I mean, besides the distractingness of them saying Death Watch a bazillion times, it was fine. I enjoyed both of them. I liked this. I mean, besides Devo, I liked that second episode. That's good. Some detective shit. Padme, Bale, and Mothma. I would totally just watch a show that was all about those three. Do you know what episodes you have next week? I mean, if I watch any next week... It'll be, I mean, who knows? Because I'll be, you know, I've just seen Star Wars and I don't know Good if point. I need Clone Wars after seeing Star Wars. But it's, um. Please be something with Jar Dunk, dunk, dunk. It says something called Cat and Mouse. Oh, okay. There's nothing with Jar Jar in that. God, okay. That's good. Dang it. 
So this is when everything starts to get confusing because that episode is like the order of the show and the episodes are really weird. Like some episodes are like before other ones. This one is supposed to, I think cat and mouse is supposed to be like right before the events of the movie. Oh my God. Yeah. That's what it says here. It says it serves as a prequel to all the other episodes and is chronologically followed by season one, 16th episode, the hidden enemy. Oh my God. It's such a, isn't that weird? It's a, it's a weird way to do a show and they're very bad at setting it up and making it, clear as to what's going on at least they were back in the first season when it wasn't even happening like to that much of a degree but they were obviously like going back and forth and i i think it's 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 really frustrating because it it's really hard to track character development when you're doing that It is. And then, like, if you're a young listener or if you're a long, young viewer and you watch an episode, you're like, wait a second, where's Ahsoka? Where is this character? Where's Kiati Mundi? Like, you know, you, you just you get confused. But I don't know. I guess there's like some little thing that George Lucas and Dave Filoni wanted to do to make this show different it was hey, let's confuse or let's put these episodes in our own order and have people figure out. It's like a puzzle. You you put the pieces together and there you go. But really, like, I don't know, like, as a viewer, it just makes me feel like, because sometimes, like, again, like, sometimes they do a bad job at setting it up and then it just seems like, oh, these characters are acting really inconsistently. So it just ends up seeming like bad, inconsistent writing. <sighs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because all I've seen the last, oh, my God. The next time we record, all I've seen The Last Jedi twice. That's insane. Yeah, like we're gonna we're gonna try to get a post episode a post doing episode up up pretty quickly. It's just a matter of working our our schedules around it, as along with it, you know, the three hour time difference. But we definitely want to do something right away because we're all gonna be super excited. Hopefully, hopefully, super excited. Yeah, I definitely want you guys to hear our as soon as possible reactions and hear our crying and <laughs> etc. Yeah, uh, that'd be funny if like we recorded ourselves like before and after, and then just like or after <laughs> once being like, uh, uh. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to cry on a podcast yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I already did that, so it's fine. I did that on, uh, oh, Castile did a call-in show about Carrie, and I definitely cried a fuck ton during that. That was an emotional episode. I remember listening back on that one. Yeah. Yeah, that one was rough. I mean, it was beautiful, and I'm glad that he did it, and it was a very, like, cathartic thing. <sighs> well, um, on a happier note, do you want to get to our uh, top three? Sure. All right. If you guys have any top three recommendations, you can email us at cantobitepod at gmail.com. Uh, today's top three was sent in by no other than King Tom. The king of all Toms. Our Pablo Ooh. Hidalgo. King Tom. <laughs> he was no longer allowed to ask Pablo any questions. 
<laughs> he did answer my Padme question, though. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I, I kind of forgot what he said, but he just said, you know, the reasons why Padme, like, New Gunray had, like, an issue with Padme and why they wanted to kill her. Basically, I think it was one of them was because New Gunray is just a vengeful bitch, and the other one was because she was kind of stopping the war from happening, and Count Dooku wanted the war. And by killing her, like, the Clone Wars would have, like, started. And she was like, no, we don't need to fight, yada, 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 which she was right. And then, like, she got, you know, then Anakin and Obi-Wan and her got kidnapped. And then all the Jedi were like, well, fuck, what do we do? And then Jar Jar was like, we need to create a grand army of the Republic. And then, yeah. I love Star Wars. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. King Tom says, hey, Brito and Lindo. Last week, Emily was talking about opening night for The Force Awakens that got me all misty thinking about everything that it led up to. So I have an idea for a top three for you. If you could use Mendo's magical time device and attend three opening nights to Star Wars movies, what would they be? It could either be worldwide fancy pants, the <laughs> premiere at the Chinese theater, or it could be the first night anywhere around the world. My top three would be The Force Awakens. He says, or these are his top three. He says, The Force Awakens, the theater I was at was electric that night. It was an incredible atmosphere, and I felt like a fucking kid again. <laughs> I thought he was going to say king. <laughs> I'm a fucking king again. <laughs> Tom, you're, you're always a king. But he says, uh, his number two is the original. I would love to see how a world of people who haven't seen Star Wars or anything like Star Wars respond to seeing that for the first time. And his number three is Revenge of the Sith. He says, I saw this movie with the energized crowd, but there was definitely a downer feel going on. Owning to the nature of the movie, plus it being the last Star Wars movie at the time. So I would go, but only to rise up at the end and just before the device activated to bring me back to the present time. Just to shoot out. Just wait 10 more years, bitches. Anyways, that's my answer. I hope the next 11 days aren't too rough. Thanks for the great podcast and for you reading. Your pal, King Tom. Thank you, King Tom. Yes. (laughs) Just wait 10 more years, bitches. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Imagine if, like, you're actually in a theater, like, after Revenge of the Sith, and then someone was just like, just wait 10 more years. We're going to get something. And you'd be like, God, that guy's fucking psycho. And then, like, (laughs) it was just... Him going through the Mendo and Mothma time machine. But, uh, Emily, what's your top three? Okay. Um, number one, just uh, uh, the original. It's, I think the idea of watching Star Wars when people didn't know what Star Wars was, when it was just, hey, there's this sci-fi movie coming out that people are going to go see. Like I would have, I would have loved to see how audiences responded to it. I mean, especially that like first time. I think would be just sort of a fascinating time capsule because, I mean, I've never lived in a world where Star Wars doesn't exist. Like I was born in '83, so Star Wars has always existed. And so I think it'd be awesome to see, to see the birth of that. Um, number two, I'm going to go with, I mean, 
I think it'd be cool to go to like the Fancy Pants premiere, but honestly, any premiere of Empire Strikes Back to sit in the audience when the Vader reveal happens, I think would be just electrifying to see how an audience full of people who have no idea that any twist is coming suddenly, I mean, not only get, no, I am your father, but then get, I mean, I have that be like a, a huge cliffhanger would be so fucking cool. And okay. My third one is a little bit weird, but so the holiday special, <laughs> which, which on TV, but in some places like Australia had a theatrical release, which I know because Steel Saunders has talked about seeing it when he was a kid. And I would just want to see people's what the fuck is happening reaction. Because I have, I don't know, I have a fondness for disasters. And that's, I mean, that's, you know, one of the most legendary disasters there is in in pop culture so man i would love to see a room full of people just be like what the fuck is happening right now do you think that just because this was star wars people were like yeah this is great or do you think Uh, that there are actually people out there like what the fuck is this seeing princess leia sing to no i think no i think people were baffled I mean, I think there are probably like some kids or people who are like, no, this is great. It's Star Wars. I'm seeing Star Wars. But you're not really, you're seeing this weird, like, you know, sort of disconnected scenes of things happening. And none of it are are all that connected to these movies that you love, other than the fact that, you know, it's characters who like with the same name and shit. But I mean, you're not seeing like a Star Wars story. You're just seeing this sort of almost variety show of weird, badly done shit. I wish that the actors of Star Wars would, like, actually talk about this because, or even George, like, I know that it's kind of, like, a thing that they're, like, forbidden not to talk about it. But the fact that this was so bad or seen as really bad, would you think that George would have been, like, shit, like, if they really hated this... Like, does that is that going to affect them? Like, not wanting to see the next movie. I mean, I don't know if you had something that you had done in your past that was universally reviled and made fun of all the time, like, and you got tons of shit for. I don't think you'd want to talk about it either. I mean, it was a fucking disaster. It would be like the joke, though. You know, kind of like. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I don't know how much of a sense of humor George has, really. (laughs) No, I mean, I I like George, but I don't know. And also, like, people are fucking dicks. And if people have been, like, hugely dickish about a thing that you've done for, you know, 30 years, maybe maybe you don't want to fucking talk about it. That's a good point. What what are your three? Where would you want to go in Mendo's magical time machine? I don't know, man. I think the ride there. I wonder how long. Like you would just get in the time machine. Like how long would it take get 
like to get to the destination because I would like to get to know Mendo a little bit because you know we know Mendo well not like you you and Mendo like that that that's your guys's thing like I I just want to be friends you know like, I know you guys have your little thing but it's like I, I don't know like I, I want to get to know the guy you know like uh-huh. yeah we really we totally have a definitely like 100% two-sided thing yeah it's it's canon like it's, I, don't, yeah. I don't know like i i want to get to know him you know like child like talk childhood you know like maybe we have some similar hobbies like but i don't know like we'll, we'll talk and then we'll get to the destination but i mean you have a time machine so it doesn't really matter how how long it takes to get there it's i don't know maybe it's like going through hyperspace in the falcon yeah, but like, I mean, I I I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, besides, anyway, besides um, spending time with Mendo, <laughs> my number three would be the Phantom Menace. Okay, because I don't just I got into Star Wars a little late, and that came out in. 98 right no sorry 99 mm-hmm. please god i don't want to get that wrong but yeah it came out in 99 and i i was four i think i was like three or four oh, god when it came out <laughs> yeah i was born in 95 oh, god damn. yeah emily sighing oh well, yeah because people <laughs> who were born in 1995 shouldn't be like adults it doesn't it's in my head it uh, still doesn't make sense <laughs> But I don't know. I would just love to see like the audience reaction to like Star Wars being back after so long and seeing their reaction. Because I think that when people got out of the Phantom Menace, a lot of people were like, this is the best Star Wars. And then like after a while, they're like, oh, my God, what is not really? But I don't know. I would love to see like the audience reaction and being there. The cheering and everything, you know, seeing Obi-Wan Anakin for the first time, seeing a character like Darth Maul, too, with that lightsaber and seeing like Jedi fight like that, because we've seen kind of like the slow motion Jedi fights in um, in the original trilogy. So seeing something totally new would be, you know, interesting as an audience to see for the first time in the battle droids and, you know, the different battles and everything. So that would be a number three contender for me. But the number two would be Empire Strikes Back Mm -hmm. because, you know, like what you said, you know, seeing everyone's reaction to, you know, the the reveal and the cliffhanger, like that's just so important. And being in an audience when something like like that happens, just hearing everyone else's response, like the shock factor, like that would just be so exciting to see for the first time. Like I always remember my... I, this was like a couple months ago my dad was t- I think this was my dad telling me this that he was working one night and he saw that this theater was really packed and he's like what the hell is going on here and someone's like oh that's where they're playing the new Star Wars movie oh. <laughs> yeah I always thought that was funny but yeah I would have loved to be the audience to, to see that 1980 I wasn't even born yet I wasn't even like a, a thought I don't even think my parents were even together yet. There, there are so many people who are so mad at you right now. <laughs> I, know, I know. I feel bad. I'm like 12. 
But um, my number one would be Star Wars, like The New Hope, like the OG. Like seeing something like that for the first time. Like I talk about all the time that I love Star Wars because it's something that I never thought I would enjoy, you know, as a kid. Mm -hmm. Because blah, 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 grip watching Disney movies. We've heard that for the past 20 episodes. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. That. And I don't know, just seeing something like that for the first time, like seeing that technology and the characters, it would have been such a great experience, especially with the audience, because people waited like hours and hours just to see this movie, which still amazes me. Like they would wait outside the theater in the hot day in Los Angeles and different places. Like they would go to Chinese theater, different theaters. I just, God, that would be such a cool thing to do. Like go in Hollywood to go see that. That's where I would see it in Hollywood at the Chinese. Oh theater. yeah, definitely. But I've never been inside there. Like I've been at the location because I've been to Hollywood a couple of times before, but I've never been like, like inside Anyways, thank you, King Tom, for the email. And, yeah, again, guys, if you have any top three recommendations, you can email us at cantobitepod at gmail.com, and we will read them on the air, and we'll answer them. (laughs) Emily, (laughs) we have some more emails. Yeah, we do. Would you like me to read one of them? (laughs) sure okay i don't know where i was going with that i don't either but sometimes i just let you talk (laughs) Uh, i i entertain myself easily (laughs) i've noticed all right anyways all right this email is subject line first word this is from jim hi jim and it says oh and jim we're gonna do your top three after we see the movie. Anyway, okay. Hi, ladies. Thanks for all the great podcasts leading up to The Last Jedi. My question is in the Star Wars episode with Jimmy Kimmel, Ryan Johnson mentioned what the first word of the movie is. I won't mention it in case people don't want to know, but it got me thinking. Who do you think says the first word? Hope you enjoy the movie. We'll be doing a reaction podcast right after the show on Thursday night. I have to wait an extra day since my daughter's Christmas program is the night of the 14th, so I'm locking myself down until there's until Friday evening, but we'll be excited for everyone's reaction. Thanks, Jim. Um, so I don't know what the first word is. Cause I didn't I have been I've been on lockdown for a while, so I haven't I haven't watched any of the any of the interviews and stuff beyond like seeing that clip of um of Steel and Jason and Laura in the audience for the Kimmel thing. So I don't know what the first word is. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I won't say it though. Okay. I don't want to know. But who do you, do you, do you have a theory on who says it? Oh yeah. I think it's Hawks. Okay. Who do you think? I've been thinking it's Hawks or it's some, going to be some like random first order dude talking to Hawks and Kylo. Because I think I, I just I don't know I'm I'm under the assumption that we start with the bad guys. I feel like in Star Wars it always almost always starts with the bad guys, but 
yeah, I just have a feeling it's going to be Hux. Like, you know, they start off every episode, you're in space, so then they're going to show, you know, I think they're going to show uh, one of the Star Destroyers or whatever they call them now, and or uh, one of the new ones, and Hux is going to say something like, blah, 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 the first word, which I don't want to yeah. accidentally say, so I'm just going to say blah, blah, yeah, blah. I thought you were but... going to there, and I was going to be so pissed at you. <laughs> No, I, I would never do that to you. I, I love you, Emily, so much. I would never spoil anything for you. If you don't want me to stop doing the podcast with you. <laughs> Please don't. No, no, I'm kidding. But <laughs> I think it's going to be Hux because I don't know. I'm trying to think of other like top contenders on who it might be. I don't think it's going to be Kylo. I feel like it's going to interlude to Kylo. Like Hux is going to say whatever he says. And then we'll see Kylo mm-hmm. kind of start healing or something. Like, that's my theory, is that he's getting the space band-aid put on his face. Oh, okay. You might see how that works. I don't know. But then they'll say something like, blah, 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 blah. And then we'll pan over to Luke and Ray. And then the movie will start. Well, obviously, the movie's already started. But, you know, like, the actual plot, et cetera, et cetera. But, Yeah. Thank you, Jim, for sending us uh, that email. I did he say like what who he thinks says it first? No, he didn't. I would love to hear what you think. Or yeah, I'd love like you just like send another email and be like, I thought it was this, but it was actually this, and I should have known. But it was, I don't know, like just like oh okay, it was that. But oh no, I do like the idea of send us emails of things you were wrong about. Yeah, like what you're wrong, like what you're like so dead on about. Like me and my Lando theory that I really want Lando to show up, even though there's no way in hell he's probably going to because everyone's already said no. But in my little heart, it's going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, send us those. But we have a very special email from our good friend Rebecca. Yay, Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. I love her. She's so nice. She's just just wonderful. Like just wonderful, fantastic, everything, you name it. That's Rebecca. But she titles this SUP, an email for Canto by Dispatch. Beautiful. Hey ladies, with The Last Jedi coming out in a few days, what are your pre-Star Wars release rituals? Do you watch all the other movies or TV shows, read the books, etc.? Do you have any traditions for the release of a new Star Wars? And she says, when I was little, I went to the prequel midnight releases with my dad, and now I go with my little brothers. Usually before new Star Wars, we will watch whatever movies precede it, and after the movie, we go to the local diner to eat and discuss the newest film. Keep up the great work, ladies. Love you lots. Rebecca. Thanks, Rebecca. Oh, we love Rebecca. But, Emily? Um, you know, I don't... I don't think I do now. I mean, I used to, when the prequels came out, my brother and I would see the midnight showings. And like, and that was, you know, before your purchasing tickets online and certainly before like reserved seating. So we'd go and we'd wait in line all day. Um, he, we'd like go right after school. He'd pick me up and we'd go and we'd sit out, um, especially for, for Phantom Menace, that was so much fun because it was like, and people, I mean, being in those lines for Phantom Menace for the midnight showing was like one of my favorite like movie 
going experiences. Like even though I don't I don't like those movies, like the the excitement of the people in line was so much fun and just being with a bunch of Star Wars fans who, you know, thought like they were never gonna get to see a new Star Wars movie again. So that was really cool. But now I just sort of like I don't have anybody around who like wants to go see it opening night. And so I just I just go on my own, but that's fine because I I don't I don't like people. But um <laughs> But no, then I come home and I like immediately like d- talk to my my Star Wars friends and everybody freaks out and it's awesome and fun. Yeah, you're probably going to be like the first person I text like right after in the movie. Yes, just to be like, oh my god. Well, really, I'll be asleep, but <laughs> I'll just be like sending everything in all caps. I like you think that sending me things in all caps will somehow help mean that I'm not asleep. But, <laughs> but I mean, because the time difference, which means like it'll be starting for you like three hours. But I'm, well, who knows? I mean, by the time you get out of the movie, I might be asleep. That's all I'm saying. But I have terrible insomnia, so it might not be. Oh my God, really? Yeah, I know. I just sleep like shit. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you take, like, melatonin, or is it just, like, an actual, like, insomnia? Like, you just, like, legit can't sleep? Well, like, I take melatonin, but I still, like, I tend to wake up a lot during the night. Mm. That sucks. I hate that. But you can definitely text me when you're in line and shit. Oh, yeah. I'll tweet you every spoiler. I'm just going to tweet you the entire plot of the movie. I can't wait to be, like, sitting in the theater, like, two minutes before, and then Emily just texting me the yeah. whole plot, yeah. word by word. That's going to be <laughs> the best feeling in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, let's see. My ritual is every year for the past three years, um, or since 2015, my brother and I... We leave the house around 10.30 or 11, go to our theater, check to see how many people are waiting in line because we don't do the whole buy your seats and everything or those theaters because Mm -hmm. we don't have that many in San Diego, any like close to us. So we just go to like our local theater where we see and everything. Like we saw a wrench of the Sith in this theater. So it's like our little Star Wars theater. So we go, you know, we check to see how long the line is. And there are some restaurants like near there. Like there's this like little Mexican place or uh, there's a there's a couple places. We might go to like Applebee's beforehand and get something depending on how hungry I am, because depending on like how nervous or anxious I am, I like don't eat. Yeah, I'm the same. It's weird though, because sometimes if I'm really nervous, like I can eat everything. Like I could eat a full pizza and be like, but then I'm like that like weird nervous where it's like, I'm fine. I don't want to eat anything. I don't want to drink anything. I'm good. I just want to sit here and worry about everything that that's what I'm going to do. And I don't know, like, what mood I'm going to be in. Hopefully, I'm going to be hungry because I love food. And (laughs) I need to eat because I don't want to die before seeing The Last Jedi. But, yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to get our little lawn chairs. Uh, Depending on how many people are there, you know, we're going to try to make some friends in line. Like, Star Wars people are just so fun. Like, and 
I don't know, like just in person talking to people, being like, hey, you know, this, this and that. And then it'd be kind of cool to be like, oh, yeah, I, I do a Star Wars podcast. And they'll be like either, oh, that's cool. Or like, oh, OK. And just like <laughs> going on. Has that ever happened to you before where like you're like talking to someone and you're like, oh, I do a podcast. And they just like act like it's like nothing. And they're like, OK, like next conversation well, topic. But I've also had people tell me that they do podcasts, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> because, like, fucking everybody has a podcast, and, I mean, well, I mean, what do you say when somebody tells you that they have a podcast? Like, I'm not going to, like, I'm going to say, oh, I'll check it out, but that's a lie. I'm never going to check it out. <laughs> I mean, if you meet someone in person, like, that's really cool, because obviously, you know, we meet a bunch of people online who are like, oh, hey, I do a podcast. Oh, you know, hey, I, you know, I do this and that. It's like, oh, cool. But like you meet someone in person, you're like, oh, cool. OK, yeah, I, I might check it out. Like or if someone's like, hey, I do vlogs, it's gonna be like, cool, I'm going to check it out because I watch some vloggers and it's really cool to see people like throughout their days, like record oh. stuff. Oh, no, that's I definitely am lying when I say that. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm much more honest. I'm much more likely to be honest about it to people I say that to online because chances are it's like other Star Wars people that I know and it's like oh I would be interested in hearing this person's opinion on whatever but if it's just some like person I meet like in line for a movie or at like New York Comic Con or like when I was at LA Podfest there'd be people when I was waiting in line and be like oh we do a podcast on such and such and be like oh that's great I'll listen to it no I did not that's a lie but that's what you say because it's polite. <laughs> that is. I mean, yeah, you know, if they're really cool and they mention it, like, I'll probably check it out. But then if I don't like it, then it's like, okay. I mean, like, they're a cool person. But, you know, like, we like, it's like, you know, food, you know, like, not all people like the same food. Like, some people like pineapple pizza. Some people don't, you know, like, that's just the circle of life. But that's that's not what the circle of life is. That's not what the Lion King was about? No. Oh. I hate to break it to you. But I'm I'm pretty sure that's not what it was about. Shit, I have to go watch it again then. Damn it. But anyways, thank you, Rebecca, for the email. All right. And then do you wanna read Rashad's? Sure. Hell yeah. We got an email from Rashad, and you should listen to his podcast, Will Communication. I actually do listen to Rashad's podcast <laughs> that he does with Justin. That's not just me being polite. I haven't, like, I haven't listened to the last one that Colleen was on just because I'm not listening to anything Star Wars related right now. But Oh, yeah. It's a really good episode. I'm not sure if like they like really go into Star Wars-y top or like Last Jedi topics. Obviously, they talk about Poe Dameron, but... Yeah, I've just I've just decided I'm not listening to anything until until I see the movie. That's smart. Anyway, this is from Rashad. And he says, Hi ladies. Really enjoyed hearing you on Rebel Girl this week with Amanda. Hi Amanda. She doesn't listen to Rashad, it's fine. You don't have to say hi to her. Especially enjoyed the Anakin Force Ghost discussion. I'm hoping to see it for the same reason you described, and also because I think it could be profoundly impactful to learn that Luke has found a way to forge a relationship with his father in some way after Vader was destroyed. With The Last Jedi just days away, I keep 
find myself imagining what the day is going to be like for me. I have a company holiday lunch the day of, which I'm excited for, meeting up with some friends and off to the theater. So my question is, how do you imagine your perfect The Last Jedi day to be? Do you have a plan for the day somewhat set? Favorite movie snacks picked out? Keep up the great podcasting. May the force be with you, your friend Rashad. So, like, partially this is stuff that we already just covered with Rebecca. Um, I don't, I don't know. The last couple times I've seen a Star Wars movie, I haven't had snacks during the movie just because I just, I don't, I don't want anything to distract me from the movie. But normally I'm a popcorn person, um, except I'm going to the Alamo Draft House and they do dinner and cocktails. And they have good food, but I, I, I feel like I can't be eating a pizza while I'm watching this movie for the first time. So I might just get, I don't know, I might just get a cocktail or not get anything and just watch the friggin' movie. I don't know if I want to drink or eat anything, because I know that once I'm like in the movie, I'll just grab, drink whatever is around me. Like maybe I'll just bring, I don't, sometimes my theaters like kind of anal about you know what you can and can't bring in the movie theater but maybe i'll get a water if my brother decides to get a popcorn then yeah i'll eat a popcorn or maybe if it's like i'm still in my i can't eat anything i must stay still i must think about things like yeah i don't know food but perfect day i mean i'm going to my brother's work party on wednesday night so i mean that'll be like a fun little thing to get my mind off of but perfect day um i don't know like no one in the line being a dick (laughs) like hey this is a spoiler for the last jedi like i swear like i i would get very angry i have i have a short temper red haired people have short tempers and get angry easily so you don't want to anger a redhead don't blame your hair because you're a bitch damn emily i don't know i'm in i'm not i don't know if i'm like i'm a nice person i don't think like i can be a bitch but i'm not like a bitch like 95 85 percent of the time i know i'm just saying it's not it's not because of your hair it's like it's it's a gene thing i don't know like i i know red i know a lot of redheads that like have a temper yeah you know why because most people do I don't know like some people like don't have a temper it's weird it's like you can do like a bunch of shit to someone they'll be like okay yeah but if you do like one little thing they're like you know like I don't know you're probably right though I I think I just like blaming things on things because it makes me feel better I think it's um oh god what do you call it not the placebo effect but something no 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 there's there's it's like (laughs) There's a word for it that I can't think of. It's it's you notice the things that reaffirm your theory. Hmm. As in, it's like when people say, oh, you know, it it never rains on the days when I'm carrying an umbrella with me. Like, you know, like, oh, if I think it, it's like that, that kind of thing. And it's because you don't think about all the times that don't match up with that experience. There's, I can't remember... Oh God, it's going to drive me crazy. It's a logical fallacy and there's a specific term for it. God damn it. It's going to drive me insane. 
Confirmation bias. Confirmation there bias. There we go. Jesus Christ. Oh my God, I hate my brain. Confirmation bias. Sweet. <sighs> Sorry. That was <laughs> literally, that. I, like, I was just, I was going to go insane until I thought of that. It's okay. But yeah. Thanks uh, for the email, Rashad. I'll probably be playing Battlefront with you soon-ish. Be probably. careful. Oh, not like now, like in the future. Like, okay. if like he's listening to this, like we're probably- It'll be soon for him. Yeah, it'll be soon for him. Like we either Doesn't would already play Battlefront or we're in the process of playing Battlefront or like maybe like he's listening right now and he's playing Battlefront. And I am too, so it's like he's hearing me like in like both the past and the present, which is like kind of weird. I don't know how that is, but I mean, do you think he's hanging out with Mendo? I sure fucking hope so. Like, like time traveling somewhere. I don't know. I look, Rashad. If you are in fact time traveling with Mendo, you know where you've got to come, right? I mean, that wouldn't be so much time travel as just like travel, but. <laughs> Yeah, like c- pick us up. You know, we're we're bored. We we want to go hop in the Mendo Mothma time machine and go to places. Where would be the first place you would go? Um, like if I had a time machine. Yeah. I mean, I'd be really curious to go like far flung future, but if I were going to the past. And assuming I didn't have to worry about things like horrible diseases and shit, um, I would go to ancient Rome, like the like like Julius Caesar era, because that's like my favorite historical time period. Or I would go to like Tudor England. How about you? Where would you go? Um. Man, where would I go? I would go to... I would, like, take that time machine way far back and go, like, back to a galaxy far, far away. Okay. And, like, go go to... I would literally go to Star Wars. I think I would go either during or right before the Clone Wars... Or, I don't even know, I, I think probably before the Clone Wars, so, like, between episodes one and two, because that's when, like, the galaxy starts getting really fucked up, and I don't want to be in, like, the middle of all that, like, I, I want to be, like, alright, like, there are them things called Jedis, and they've been protecting the galaxy, and that's cool, too, but I don't know, like, I'd probably want to go to Naboo, like, some sightseeing and shit, and then... I'd hop back in the time machine and I'd want to go to Endor to see how everything there is before the war and everything. Like, do you think that civilization on Endor, like, kind of changed, like, after the destruction of the Republic and going into the Empire? Like, or have the Ewoks just, like, not been affected at all until there was a Death Star over their world? I have a feeling it was probably pretty easy for them to not be involved. Hmm. I think everybody was probably content to just, like, let them be. Hmm. But yeah. Well, I think that that's a wrap. I think that uh, 
this will be the last thing you guys will be listening to before seeing The Last Jedi or maybe after. Maybe you're just completely avoiding Star Wars until. So if you've seen the movie, I hope you loved it. And if you're about to see the movie, then I hope you love it. I hope it is the greatest thing you've ever seen. It Blah, blah. I, I can't think of words. Emily, say some great words. <sighs> just great words? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I wish I would have had some advance notice on this. <laughs> I hope that everybody's Star Wars experience is what they want it to be. And I hope that even if there's things that happen that you didn't want, that you turn out to love the way the story was told... I hope there are lots of things that surprise us and I hope there are things that make us laugh and make us cry. But mostly I hope that this is a Star Wars movie that we love and will spend the next several years talking about and enjoying watching again and again and connecting with our friends over. Beautifully said. Hello, guys. Thanks uh, for listening. Enjoy The Last Jedi. And uh, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Death Watch.